this guy went to flash you. Your are mustache is crooked. Rice cake walk, baby. Where does he come up with a thousand holes? This place is apropos. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 19 of the Nitromania podcast. My name is Adam. I am your host, and this is the show where we're really all just waiting for Bash at the Beach at this point, aren't we? How'd you like the new theme song, huh? Yeah, something I threw together. I figure as we get more sound clips, we'll add it into there, and uh, we'll see what happens from there. See where we end up at the end of this old uh, hullabaloo, as it were. Anyway... Last week on Nitro, we had Benoit versus Regal, the random appearance of Zodiac, and the promise of the Mega Powers versus the Horsemen this week on the show. Anyone else notice that we haven't seen hide nor hair of Medusa since she reappeared three weeks ago? Anyway, it's Monday, January 8th, 1996, and we are live from Charleston, South Carolina. No sweeping aisle logos this week, just a color-changing logo on the very short ramp. Bischoff reminds us that Charleston is where the Civil War started, then reminds us of tonight's main event. Pepe is wearing a bomber jacket as Mongo flips through his script and tells us how unbelievable it is what they're giving away tonight without actually previewing anything on the show. He then shits on the WWF for no reason. Heenan reminds us that where there are two horsemen, there are four, so Hogan and Macho need to watch their backs tonight. To the ring for our opening contest, Benoit with Pillman versus Alex Wright. Benoit attacks Wright before the bell and just beats the hell out of him. Alex takes the advantage and slingshots Benoit over the top rope, and thanks to Starcade, Heenan asks if it would be a disqualification. Bischoff says it didn't look intentional, which it absolutely was, and leaves it at that. During this match, Bischoff explains that Clash of the Champions is being broadcast for free on TBS, basically as a fuck you to the WWF, who he says are raising their pay-per-view prices. Pillman gets involved outside the ring. Back inside the ring, Benoit pins right with a dragon suplex. In shoot comments that aren't supposed to be shoot comments, Bischoff, commenting on Pillman's loose cannon gimmick, says, Don't be surprised if you don't see Brian Pillman in WCW a whole lot longer. Whoopsie. Up next, Guerrero versus Regal. Enter Lord Steven Regal when we return, accompanied by Jeeves F. Tompkins. He is, as mentioned, facing Eddie Guerrero. There are a lot of arm locks in this match. Probably the slowest Guerrero match I've seen thus far, and that includes his match against Flair. Guerrero gets punched in the face a bunch of times and eventually wins with a backslide. That match was not as good as I was expecting. Kind of slow. Back from break, Gene... Pull up your socks and get ready. ...is with Luger... Wow! ...and Sting. Gene opens the promo by calling Lex and Sting stalwarts of WCW and says the new generation just added a couple of folks who are close to collecting Social Security. Who the fuck knows what he's talking about? Gene says Sting has questions for Lex and what better place to ask them than here in front of everyone. Lex is pissed about this. Sting says he's upset at what happened after the match, and Gene gives us a series of photographs showing Lex preventing Sting from beating the 10 count and thereby losing the match at Starcade. That happened during the match, but that's neither here nor there. Luger says he was reaching out to Sting for help because he had injured his knee. The crowd doesn't buy it. Luger wants to team with Sting at Clash of the Champions. Sting hems, Sting haws, and then goes for it. They go to the back together, and Gene says they'll face the Blue Bloods at the Clash. This week on Saturday Night, part two of an interview with Mike Ditka, for some fucking reason, plus 
Savage versus Flair for the title, which is only mentioned in passing and gets no graphics. Back to the arena for Diamond Dallas Page versus Sting. Dallas opens the match by demanding that Nick Patrick check Sting's boots and then uses that as a distraction to rub his cigar in Sting's face. Uh, a surprisingly good, surprisingly lengthy, and surprisingly back-and-forth match ends with a Scorpion Deathlock and a submission victory for Sting. Back from break for a Clash of the Champions ad, and we go to the desk. Bischoff breaks down the main event tonight. Heenan again reminds us that where there's a horseman, there's all four horsemen. Bischoff tells Mongo that Savage blames Anderson for his title loss at Starcade. Mongo mumbles something about Pillman and Wolf tickets. He calls the horsemen scalawags. Bischoff mentions the Civil War again and sends us to the entrances. Flair, the world champion, enters first out of everybody, with Arn shortly thereafter, and then a commercial. We come back for Hogan's entrance. Hogan's lighting on the aisle is pictures of himself, for fuck's sake. Macho actually comes out first to bring out Hogan, and they're both wearing yellow and red tonight. Flair demands to start the match with Hogan and immediately regrets it. Hogan no-sells a chop and clears the ring of Flair and Anderson. Flair tags in Anderson, Hogan tags in Savage, and Savage goes to work. Bischoff tells us next week we'll get Hogan versus Meng and Savage versus Luger. Boy, howdy, can't wait for those matches. Savage then locks Flair in the figure four, and Hogan puts Anderson in the figure four. Anderson rakes Savage's eyes to break Savage's hold on Flair, which was clever, and Savage gets tossed from the ring. Eventually, Hogan no-sells a double-A spinebuster because he's an asshole and hits the five moves of Doom, pinning Anderson for the victory. While that's happening, the dungeon and the rest of the horsemen have come to ringside, and all hell breaks loose. Giant ends up in the ring and chokeslams both Hogan and Savage. Zodiac prevents more damage, and everyone acts confused at this as we go off the air. This episode of Nitro was just alright. Something felt lacking. Benoit vs. Wright was decent, but Guerrero vs. Regal was kind of sluggish. If you go back on the network and watch anything, I would recommend the DDP and Sting match, definitely the sleeper of the night, and the main event. It was okay, but nothing special, and the chaos at the end is supposed to carry us over into next week, I guess. The show actually has a decent rating on Cage Match with a score of 6.62 out of 10, and the show garnered a 2.8 TV rating. Meanwhile, over on Raw, in the follow-up to the uh, Raw Bowl, Jeff Jarrett beat Hakushi by submission. Ahmed Johnson destroys a jobber in hammer pants named Jeff Brettler. Ted DiBiase introduced the ringmaster as his new million-dollar champion. Remember that guy? Whatever happened to him? Goldust pins Aldo Montoya. Shawn Michaels enters the Royal Rumble following his collapse on Raw a month or so ago. And in your main event, Bret Hart retained his WWF championship against Davey Boy Smith at In Your House three weeks ago. Oh, and your actual main event, Billionaire Ted's Wrestling War Room. The debut. This episode of Raw has a 3.71 rating out of 10 on Cage Match and got a 3.0 TV rating. Perhaps people tuned in to see if they could possibly do worse than the Raw Bowl. Meanwhile, from the vaguely related to wrestling department, also on January 8th, 1996, an Antonov AN-32 cargo aircraft crashes into a crowded market in... Kinshasa! Zaire, killing up to 223 people on the ground. Two of the six crew members are also killed. And on that terrible joke, that does it for Nitromania this week. It's a short one, but last week was really long, so get over it. 
Uh, if you'd like to see me live and in person, come on out to APW Wrestling on Saturday, November 18th. For more information about that show and a lot of other stuff, tune into the Rundown proper every Thursday on this feed, along with the Rundown sit-down, WrestleMania Salvation, NXT Revisited, and Glow Stick. Some of those are returning shortly. I won't tell you which. I also recommend checking out this show on our parent network, the Questionable Endeavor Network. Pedro loves tuning Japanese. What say you, my friend, Menchi? And I guess I'm here, too. If you're looking for wacky reviews of anime, check out Tuning Japanese. A podcast for three dudes in their 30s talking about anime. Only on the Questionable Endeavor Network. Do they drink, too? Not a little bit. I do. And be sure to tune in next week for those two great matches that were announced, Hogan and Meng and Savage and Luger, plus, I'm sure, more tension between the Horsemen and the Dungeon of Doom. All that and hopefully more next week on Nitromania. Nitromania.